We're so excited that we've got a phenomenal dream team in Hope Center. How many believe we've got a dream team in terms of our staff team and the serving team and the newest members, the babies of the dream team? Uh, Anne and Mike Burrows have come on as our equipping pastors, and it's just awesome to see how you hit the ground running. So why don't you put your hands together and give a great big warm welcome to Mike as he comes. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Paul. Oh, so good. We're going to have, we are having, and are going to have an amazing night tonight. Oh, Jesus. So God spoke to me. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Holy Spirit's here. He's more important. But God spoke to me and he said, it's the season of the watchman. Right now it is the season of the watchman. So we need to take our places on the walls and we need to step up onto the lookouts and station ourselves on the lookouts. God's about to extend our vision. And sometimes we rely quite heavily on the news reporters to be our lookouts. And then they report back about what's happening around the world and around our country and all of that. But I feel like God's saying that we're in the season now of the watchman. So he's going to tune our gaze. He's going to allow us to see more so that we can then share with each other as a church family what God's doing in amongst us, the community, the city. There are um, daytime watches and then there's also the watches of the night. And we're in the evening service right now. It's nighttime and we're in the middle of winter. So I figured in a night watch, what's sometimes cool is like a, a fire. So I don't know if um, you guys there can kind of set us a, a fire. Paul was actually talking about fire. And, oh, that, that actually reminds me of somebody. Um, oh, yes, my friend, the Holy Spirit. He's here. Holy Spirit's here. He's been burning. Paul, you didn't know I was going to have a fire. You've been talking about fire. Sure, Masanda. We're just going to um, have a service around the campfire. Thank you for turning down the lights. So, sure, Masanda, Kira Masanda. Campfires remind me of of camps, and there there is about to be a, a camp taking place. And so, in Jesus' name, right now, we speak to that camp. Lord, we speak to every young person. We speak to every young adult, every youth person who's going on that camp. And we pray for fresh God encounters in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that your spirit will become more of a reality to them than what you've ever been before. Lord, we pray for breakthrough. We pray for the immeasurably more in Jesus' name. We pray for your spirit to move. Lord God, and I pray for Brendan right now that you would fill him with your anointing and with your fire and with your power in Jesus' name. Fill him, give him words from you. Increase his anointing in Jesus' name. Increase the fire. Increase your presence. Increase the heat in Jesus' name. 
Holy Spirit, we thank you for your fire in this room. We thank you for your spirit here, which has been at work in us. But I pray that you'll continue to burn, continue to burn in Jesus' name. We're just going to keep that fire going for a little bit. If it um, dies down, we might have to blow on it. About 20 minutes or so, we might just blow and it will spark up again. Sure, <laughs> uh, I didn't expect, I didn't expect Seth to be here tonight. Um, Caroline, just continue to stand out for the Lord. Continue to do that. Um, Josh, feel like the Lord's saying that he's bringing reinforcements. And I've got a word, uh, a verse. He's bringing reinforcements. Because he loves me, this is um, Psalm 91. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. I feel like that's the word of the Lord for you tonight. Psalm 91. Sashi, you're just you're a catalyst for the Spirit of God. Catalyst for the Spirit. Just turn up, allow the Holy Spirit to move. Um, Deborah, I saw you laying hands, the ministry of laying on of hands, and I saw you um, delivering new life, and, and as you did, that it broke the cords of the generations. And I felt that you didn't even, it was just in your hands to break the cords of the generations. So the, the people that he assigns you to are people that you need to be there for, to set them up for the rest of their walk. Um, they're they're going to walk into the purposes of the Lord. And they're not going to have uh, around them, hindering them, uh, the things that their parents had. So, Lord, continue to anoint those hands in Jesus' name. Um, Mary Rose, just um, Holy Spirit was just being a little bit cheeky. And he, and he just said, um, like, I see you finding stuff, but I know sometimes you can lose stuff. But I feel like, I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying that the more you lose, the more you'll find. I just... Ah, <laughs> um, Malcolm, um, just uh, I see you being a, a letter being sent. It's, um, it's a letter. It's got the seal of the Spirit of God on it. And it's, it's, a, it's a message. It's a letter. But um, sent one. I feel like the Lord's saying that you're a sent one. <clears throat> uh, Charlie, I, I just felt when I just talked to you at the start, I felt like the Lord was propelling you forward like flying. Um, and I see you um, serving and giving what is from above, giving from the Lord. So I just see you high up flying. He's going to give you whatever. And then I just see you delivering uh, from the hand of the Lord to, to the hands of others. Um, yeah, Julian, I just saw um, a piano and, um, and I saw it being, being tuned. And, um, and I, f I felt like the Lord's saying that he's finally tuning um, what, what you are 
hearing and and how you'll connect with the Holy Spirit. He's finally tuning it so that you can then deliver um, his music, his songs, his messages. But he's he's tuning that. Bernadette, hey. Benita, yeah, Benita. Yeah, just connections, many connections. I see you making them. Many, many connections. Vanessa, um, I saw you providing. Sorry, sorry to give you a fright. <laughs> uh, you're just having a time with the Holy Spirit, I know. Um, I saw you um, providing what was lacking in families for those that come around you. And it's just a presence. It's just the Holy Spirit. It's just the anointing. It's the family environment. It's, the, it's the, the anointing of love and then also of joy. And then there's a lot of there's peace around you as well. And there's calmness. And I see um, the, the young ones coming to you and experiencing that calmness. And, um, and you, you provide for them what is lacking so that as they get older, um, they will not have the, the, um, the things that could hold them back because they have actually experienced it around you. And even if it's been for a short time, even if they're just in your presence for a short time, um, it's going to make all the difference for them. Ah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ah, so it's the, it's the season of the watchman, and the Lord is saying that we need to be paying attention need to be, it's the time to have a heightened, we don't want to miss what, what God's doing. And so it's a season of the watchman. Um, if you wake up at 3 a.m., just immediately ask the Lord, what are you saying to me? Don't miss those opportunities. Don't miss those moments. Write it down. Catch what he's saying. And then, if you need to, share it with somebody. Psalm 63.6. I'll read a few scriptures to start off with. Psalm 63.6 says, On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Ezekiel 3.17. Son of man, I have made you a watchman in the house uh, for my people Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. Matthew 26, 40, then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and being thankful. And we're about to step into the season of the immeasurably more. And to do that, we need to be watchful because we need to... <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The thunder of the Lord, I don't know. I mean, what's he saying? <sighs> Just... You've got to be paying attention to, to these things. You've got to say, God, what are you saying? I mean, he was actually speaking to me this week about people talk about the still, still small voice of the Holy Spirit. And, and some people get this idea that that's the only way he speaks. But, man, he can be loud. 
He can be loud. He can speak. And it's like, well, if that wasn't God, I don't know what was. And so it's not hard to hear God's voice. You can hear God's voice every day through anything. I mean, Jesus, wherever he looked, it was a parable. God always speaks to us. He just seems to speak to us in pictures. And I, I think actually that everything in creation has a signature of God in it, therefore can display something of the creator through it. You just have to look long enough, hard enough, and deep enough, and you'll hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you through whatever it is that you're looking at. Thank you, Jesus. So the DNA of our church is to be carriers of the presence and we will carry the presence into moments that will change everything. So that's, that's coming, and we're, we're doing it, but that's coming even to a greater measure, a greater level of faith. We're going to carry the presence of God into moments that will change everything. But we need to keep a, a watch out and, and look at the signs and read and, and know when and where and how. We need to be alert to the danger, the night elements. But we also need to see the day elements where the presence of God will be made manifest, turn up in that place, and then allow him to move through us, his power to move through us. And so we need to be looking to where it is that we need to be. <sighs> so I mentioned a couple of Sundays ago, I, I kind of highlighted some, some watchmen in the church. We've got quite a high concentration of watchmen in the church. But in fact, each one of us, is, is a watchman. Right. Habakkuk 2.3, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me. So I'll station myself on the high places. I'll station myself in the heavenlies, station myself in the presence of God, and I'll look to see what he will say to me. I'll pay attention to what the Holy Spirit's saying. That's the, the position that he's calling us to take, to position our spirit in the heavenly so that we're looking all the time. So tonight, I'm going to talk about seven watchmen in the Bible. Uh, it might take a bit long. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about three watchmen in the Bible. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Daniel and Ezekiel and the five wise virgins. I'm going to talk about seven watchmen in the Bible. <laughs> seven watchmen in the Bible. So the first one I want to look at is, is Daniel. Let's have a look at Daniel, a watchman. So let's turn to the book of Jeremiah. I th what do you mean, Jeremiah? I thought you were talking about Daniel. Well, let's just try Jeremiah and just see if anything good can come from Jeremiah. Have a look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah 25. Jeremiah 25, 11 says this. This whole country will become a desolate wasteland and the nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. But when the 70 years are fulfilled, I will punish the king of Babylon and this nation, the land of the Babylonians, for their guilt, declares the Lord, and I'll make it desolate forever. And then Jeremiah, again, 29, verse 10, this is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. So let's turn to the book of Daniel. Let's, let's have a look over there. Daniel chapter 9 and then verse 1. 
for some quick page turners. <laughs> In the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, a Mede by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures, according to the word the Lord had given Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition and fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. Sackcloth and ashes. So, so hold on. So we've got Daniel, and he's, he's reading this book. He, he's actually, Daniel's reading the Bible, but he's, but he's in the Bible. And so so Dan, Daniel, and then we're reading. So you know how um, sometimes when you're reading a book and someone else is reading that book, it's like, oh, snap, that's so cool. So in fact, I've just been reading, um, I've been reading a couple of books. I was reading um, the one that you suggested, Practicing, practicing the presence of God. That's been that's a cool, that's a cool little book. So I've been I've been reading that. I finished that one, and then I read um, a non-anxious presence. That was kind of a cool book. That's a bit more recent. It was released last year, and uh, just a bit of a, a theme going on. But you know, when someone else is reading the same book, it's like oh cool. And so, but we have Daniel, and he's reading the same book that we're reading. But he's in the book that he's reading, so I don't know if that's some kind of quantum warp physics going on there. And he's in the book that he's reading. But anyhow, but God is moving. He's breathing on him. And he, and he says, and he has this moment. And the moment is like, ooh, I'm in this time right now. This is the, can you imagine reading that? It's like 70 years on and you're just flicking through, reading, reading this book and a leisurely kind of Monday afternoon, and then you stumble across this thing, and God speaks to your spirit, and you think back, and it's like, well, actually, it's been about 70 years. And so Daniel gets his revelation that, oh, this is now. This is now. This is what I'm about to do. He, he feels like God's saying in his spirit, these are the very times. And so what was his response? What was Daniel's response? Well, he said, yeah, baby, I'm getting out of here. Let me just pack up my things and I'm on my way. I'm heading out of Babylon and I'm going back to my home country. And man, it's in the word and it's, it's there and I'm ready to go. But his response was different to that. So I turned to the Lord God and I pleaded with him in prayer and petition and fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. And so for a start, Daniel, he was paying attention for a start. As he was reading, he was paying attention to what was going on. He received revelation in that space. I can guarantee that if you are paying attention, that you will receive revelation. And if you're preoccupied with other things, well, the revelation is going to pass you by. You're not going to catch it. I would rather be a person who receives and finds and sees revelation every day on a daily basis, on that continual basis, receiving revelation from God. He was paying attention. He received revelation, and then he turned to the Lord in prayer and petition, fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. So he turned to him in prayer, these five things. 
and prayer. And the word prayer here, I was going back into the um, original meanings of these words. So prayer has the implication of a song or a hymn or a psalm, and it's a worshipful word. And so in prayer, he gets this communion with the Holy Spirit. So that's what happens first. In a place of prayer, we connect our spirit with the Holy Spirit to see what it is that he's saying. And then he gets to a place of petition. And here he is appealing to God. He's asking for favor on behalf of the nation. He doesn't call it a a given. He doesn't think of it as a given that they're going to come out. But he says, no, I need to connect with the Lord in prayer. And then I need to petition the Lord. Fasting. He went to fast. And so one of the the effects of fasting, of course, is it causes a, a physical weakness in our bodies. And when we are weak, well, then we're strong. When we're fast, we're actually more fine-tuned. It's kind of like food, I think, sometimes can, in a way, cover up our spirit because it's quite comfy when you've had a good meal and it and it's tasted good and you're feeling quite satisfied. And But then Paul says, well... When I'm at home in my body, well, then I'm far away in the spirit. But when I'm um, not at home in my body, well, then I'm closer to the spirit. So fasting has this way of taking us outside of the comforts and the sleepiness of our body and heightens our spirit. So fasting is something that we can do to heighten our connection with the spirit. Then he put on sackcloth used for mourning and humiliation and ashes is figuratively worthlessness, humility, sorrow, but it's also used in purification. He's just making sure that he has got his heart right. He's petitioning on behalf of the nation, but then he's just making sure that he himself is right before the Lord as he's in this place of petitioning. So Daniel the watchman, he was watching. He received revelation, then he prayed and he interceded. He prayed He watched to pay attention. He found revelation from Scripture and from the Holy Spirit. He prayed to maintain his intimacy with the Holy Spirit. He interceded on behalf of the nation and he remained humble. He remained pure, which can only be done through the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And so that was Daniel's response. What an amazing response. I mean, if we can just do one or two of those things. Thank you, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, empower us to be once like Daniel, who will be Watchmen, and who will know what to do and who will pray on behalf of the Lord and step into his purposes and get in line with his spirit. Ezekiel, God called Ezekiel to be a watchman. Ezekiel 3.17, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. That's Ezekiel chapter 3, but then... In Ezekiel chapter 33, uh I thought, that's so funny. Oh, oh no, keep that on, because that, that, oh, that's so good. You know what, I actually edited that bit out. Yeah, I just feel like, um, I feel like sometimes we need to let other people know what's happening behind the scenes, right? So I did edit it out, but then I realized I've just given them the older version. But um, 
Sometimes we just need to let people know what's happening behind the scenes in our own lives. How, well, how is it that you connect with the Holy Spirit? You know, how is it, what's your devotional time like? What's, how do you get something out of the Word of God? How do you pray? We had um, a fresh start this morning. And we're talking about, well, how do we have our devotional times? And it was quite cool when we were discussing in our group of about 12 of us there. And everyone did something slightly different, which was so cool. Like, I'm a morning person, and so I tend to have this rhythm and the routine in the morning. But then um, one of them there is like, well, you know, I've got three kids. I just don't have a rhythm routine. It's just full on. No, they've got many more kids. They've got a lot of kids. But anyway, she said, well, I just... Um, uh, I just have to connect with God throughout the day. Like, like rhythms and routines just don't work for me. So um, I know that I can connect God, with God throughout the day. And then another person was a night person. And so, you know, it's actually a good idea to share with other people how you connect with God because it's going to help somebody. It's going to help them as we... I read through the Bible in a year. I find that a good way to just connect with the Scriptures. I always... What I find is that if I just put up, throw up a simple prayer first, if I just say, Holy Spirit, I pray you'd speak to me through the scriptures today. If I say that, I am more likely, like tangibly more likely to find something in scripture than if I didn't pray that simple prayer. I was like, oh, I forgot to pray that prayer. Well, no wonder I haven't seen anything yet. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, just a simple prayer can sometimes flick the switch, turn the key to revelation and power. Ezekiel 33, and so God reconfirms Ezekiel's position. Son of man, Ezekiel 33, 7, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you wicked person, you'll surely die, and you do not speak out or dissuade them from their ways, that wicked person will die for their sin, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked person to turn from their way, and they do not do so, they will die for their sin, though you yourself will be saved." Man, that's a heavy responsibility that God put on Ezekiel. And I mean, God gave him these amazing visions. I've been, I'm actually reading through Ezekiel at the moment in my one year. It's that time of the year I'm getting into Ezekiel. And man, there's been some amazing things that he saw just constantly full on stuff. But with that came this responsibility. Well, well, look, deliver the message that I've given to you. And I just felt like the Spirit of God say to us tonight that our responsibility is just to use what he has put in our hands to use. I mean, the five talents person, what he did is he used what God had given to him and then he doubled his impact. And then the Holy Spirit gave him more, gave him an extra one as well. And so he ended up with double plus extra. And so I feel like the Lord's saying to us, well, you know, the responsibility is there to use, to step out, to take in faith what we have, to offer it to Jesus, get him to break our bread, get him to break our loaves and see what God can do with what it is that we give to him. Put ourselves on the altar. Thank you, Jesus. And he will multiply. He will use it and he will cause it to be immeasurably more in our lives and around us. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would multiply what we put in our hands. I pray, Lord, that you would show us what it is that we can use. Show us what it is that we can do in this time, in this season, with what it is that you've entrusted to us. 
Nothing is our own anyway. But we thank you, Lord God, that whatever you place in our hands, Lord, with it comes your spirit, your enabling, your equipping and your power so breathe, breathe on those fires, breathe on those coals that we have in our hands, the anointing, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord God, that you would cause us this week to scatter those to the places that you have called us to scatter them. In Jesus' name. So God has called you to something. God has given us a unique set of gifts and callings. So the question is, what is your name? What is the name that he's given to you? Every one of us is going to receive a stone with a name on it that no one else knows apart from ourselves, but that name will encapsulate who we are in a way that the English language can't do in a single word and a single name. But we get a glimpse of that here. We get a glimpse of what it is that will be called in heaven because it is a part of who we are here on earth as we go about and do the things that the Lord has called us to do. So it's stepping into our name, stepping into what it is that the Lord has called us to. So tonight um, I am going to uh, pray for, for some people and um, I still need to want to, I haven't finished yet, but, but tonight um, I, am, I do want to call the, the watchman. If you feel like in particular in your heart that resonates in your spirit that this season is for you, that you're a, you're a watchman in this season, we'll, we'll pray for you. And then I also want to pray for those who really want to, want to find or want to know what it is um, that your name is in this season. You just want to, to know exactly what it is in your hands. Just get some clarity for this season. But I'm also going to pray for fresh oil. Um, the five wise virgins. And there were five wise virgins. Matthew 25, at that time, Matthew 25, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins. Well, there was 10, I know, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, man, they took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and then they all fell asleep and then there was the cry and then suddenly they all woke up and the wise ones, they had oil. They found they had oil in the lamp so they weren't concerned, they weren't afraid because they had oil but then suddenly in a panic, the foolish ones realised that they got no oil and we don't want to find ourselves in this place where suddenly we're in a panic because we've got no oil to offer, no oil to give. Those who are wise had extra oil. They anticipated the delay. They knew they needed reserves. And so they took the time to invest into extra oil so that they had enough oil to last the entire duration of the season. And the result was that they did not come up short that did not lack supply, and when the oil was required, it was available. And the oil is the anointing, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's the power of the Holy Spirit as well. 
And so as we allow time to invest into ourselves and nights like tonight when the fire is burning, where the oil is here, take the time, take the moment to invest into us, be filled with the Spirit, have a fresh encounter with the fire of God, with the oil of the Holy Spirit, so that we can step into our week full and overflowing, not walking in our own strength, but walking in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. And we'll see what kind of immeasurably more that He can do. If you do that, if you invest into being filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll find that you'll always have a prophetic word in your heart. You'll be ready in season. You'll always have an answer to give. Now in verse 4, it says, The wise ones, however, they took oil in jars along with their lamps. That word took, I had a look at that word took, and it's in the Greek, in the ancient Greek, lambano. So it's kind of cool when you go into the original words of what it says in the Bible. I don't know if you got get confused with sometimes people say it's the ancient Greek or sometimes it's the Hebrew. Like it's like so. What, why is there sometimes one or sometimes the other? Just I mean, it's a, the teacher now, but um, basically the the New Testament was written in Greek and the Old Testament written in, in Hebrew. So if ever you're reading the New Testament, you want to go in and find out the original word, you go to the Greek, like, like the yogurt. And then if you want to go into the Old Testament, you go into the Hebrew, like Hebrew, Hebrew. I mean, that greeting evidently is a deep ancient greeting. It's like the ancient Hebrew is what they used to say back then. In that time. But anyway, but this is the Greek lambano. Lambango. Um, it means to receive or to have. It means to take oneself, take upon oneself and to carry or be responsible for. So we're talking about taking oil, taking the anointing, taking the Holy Spirit. To make it one's own. Now, this is a deep word, this one. Just 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 took, just simply took. To seize or to lay hold of, to apprehend, to catch or to obtain. Catch this one. This is another meaning of this word, took oil. To make trial of or to experience. To make trial of or to experience the anointing, the Holy Spirit. To make trial of or to experience the Holy Spirit. That's what he wants us to do. To really step in and say, are you real? Is this real? Are you here? So tonight, we want to be like Daniel. And he was watching. He found revelation. He prayed. He interceded. He remained humble. We want to be like Ezekiel, who knew his calling and was obedient and operated into it. We need to be like the wise virgins. We need to be filled with fresh oil. And so tonight, this is our response. This is our moment to step in. The Holy Spirit's been burning. He's been doing something in each one of us. Our spirits have become more alive because we're declaring the Word of God, which is living and active in us. It's um, spiritual food for us. It's spiritual connection. But now is a chance for us to physically lean in. So, um, so why don't we stand? Let's just stand. And let's take some moments. So I want to, um, I want to pray. Oh, Jesus. 
Are we able to have some? Oh, yes, we are. Uh, so tonight, we, we, man, we all need some prayer tonight. We all need to be filled. We all need to have some impartation of the Spirit of God. So in this moment, let's just lean in. Lean into His Spirit. Thank you, Pisa. Hayakaramasunda. Lord, you're making the call. You're making the call because you are doing significant things in our time. In fact, over these next six months, you're going to do significant things, make shifts in our nation, make shifts in our community and in our environment. So you're calling the watchmen to take their positions, to stand on the walls, to position themselves on the lookouts. Huramasunda. If tonight, I just want to pray, we're going to pray for a, a lot of people tonight, but I would like if something is in your heart and your spirit tonight and you feel like, yeah, I would, I feel like there, there's this call, there's something that resonates in me to say, I'm a, I'm a watchman in this season. I'd love you to come forward. We'd love to pray for you, impart something fresh, cause you to, to see uh, further, brighter, Higher, bigger. Yeah, good. Starting to come. Starting to come. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, there, there are some people in this room and you hold particular positions in society. And the, the Lord is saying that he has put you there for uh, many layers of reasons. So you're there for the reason that you would say and you would tell a person as they met you. Uh, as you're introducing yourself, well, I, I do this, and this is the reason that I, I chose this. But God's saying that there is deeper layers than that, that he has called you to that position to be a watchman, to be someone who is there, who is watching, looking, and making sure that they can see so that we, the, the church, are equipped to know what to do and to see. Just ministry team, can you come? And pastors, leaders, we just need to impart and we need to, oh, now that makes sense. The ministry team are the watchmen. And so put your own, put your own hand. So everyone else, can we just for, just, just for two minutes, as we're praying for the watchmen, just for two minutes, can you just step into the presence of the Lord and then we're going to, to come. Oh, it's so funny. Shukura masinda kiyalara mashinda. Eya karamas. <laughs>